Hello friends, Maestro here bringing you episode 316 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm answering a question that one of you awesome listeners sent to me via DM. I love it. And talking about how to maximize the impact of your message. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, podcast people. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So for today's episode, I'm going to be answering a question that came from one of you amazing listeners. You know, I didn't ever ask if this person wanted to be anonymous or not, so I'm not going to say their name, but you know who you are. Uh, And I love it. I love the question. I love the fact that some of you actually take me up on this. I think that, and I think, I know that folks oftentimes think that, you know, my question's not going to get answered, my DM's not going to go through, my issue's not going to respond to my text. But then the, the few people who do it, they're like, oh shit, you actually did it. And I'm like, of course, I wouldn't ask for these things if I didn't actually want them. I want your texts, I want the DMs, I love hearing from you. Thank you all of you who have made podcasting less unidirectionally. Really appreciate it. So today's, uh, the question for today is how do you maximize your message impact with minimal words? Okay. That was the specific question. And then this person went on to say, this applies nicely both to PT, educating clients and social media. And I've been thinking about it a lot recently, mostly because I'm garbage at explaining things with 100 words when 10 words would do. I love it. So we're talking a little bit about brevity, but there's a, something else in there that I, th- I think is there that we're going to, to talk about. And I actually went on to have an awesome conversation with this person in the DMs, talk about this, authenticity, some other stuff. So please DM me, text me if you'd like, 310-737-2345. I love hearing from you. I love hearing podcast topics. It makes my life easier. So... Thank you to the person who sent this, and let's jump on in. I want, rather, I thank you to the person who sent this, and I'd love to hear from the rest of you. Now, let's jump on into the actual episode, so, or the actual answer. So, main question being, how do you maximize your message impact with minimal words? And the first thing I'm going to say is simply live it. So, I actually, you know, wrote out some answers for this and outlined this episode a little bit, but the first thing that came to mind as soon as I got the question was, live it. Live whatever message it is, whatever you're trying to do. I did a post about this the other day talking about how most of the things or people that we find inspirational, it's because they have an aspirational quality to them. They're actually doing the thing. So whatever that message is, you must embody it. Whatever you're trying to get across to people, whatever you are hoping to inspire people to do, do it yourself. Live it. Embody it. Be all about it. Second thing, and 
this this as we go through this specific answer is more so about what I, you know if we take that question at face value which was how do you maximize your message impact with minimal words so if we're, if this person or you listening to this simply mean how do i you know write less but get my point across number one that's going to be about practice you need to say this thing a zillion times one of the things that happens when you say something a lot of times is that you start to convince yourself right, how true this thing is, how correct it is, uh, which, you know, I'm sure that somebody could jump on me for that and, you know, confirmation bias and things like that. But let's ignore that for right now. And just understanding that when you, when you actually speak about things over and over and over again, you speak about your beliefs, you speak about the things that you know over and over and over and over again, you get confidence with that thing. And you convince yourself about that thing. And it becomes easier to say specifically what you want to say about that thing. Because you'll start to notice that certain parts, you know, you keep repeating them. Certain parts of this thing you keep saying. And those are the things that you now you know, like, okay, this is the actual, you know, most important part of this. This is all that I need to be saying for this instance. Now, if we take the question, we go a little bit deeper with it, because I do believe that there is a confidence, a self-confidence part of this, right? We just went over a little bit of like a tactical thing, like you just got to practice doing it. But there's definitely a, a, a self-confidence piece to this. And actually, the episode that, uh, the podcast episode that's going to drop, the long podcast episode that's going to drop next Monday, which will be uh, August 16th, that episode is with Winnie Lingovic. It's episode number... Three, it will be episode number 317. And we talk about this actually in the episode. And kind of the courage, the self-confidence, if you will, to do less. Because one of the things that came up was how when Rona hit and people pivoted and we moved things online, suddenly a 20-minute class will do. Right Before that, perhaps you have people commuting, they're coming a long distance, and you want to make it a 90-minute class. It makes more sense. You have things to deliver. But when we change this, suddenly a 20-minute class will do. And this idea of doing less can be very, very scary. And so this is why, you know, using that last word, they're very scary. Or last words, they're very scary. This is why I believe that there is a self-confidence piece to this, where it becomes a matter of, doing less and trusting yourself to handle the outcome. I get it. The majority of you listening to this, you want to do right by your people. And I love that. I freaking love that. We tend to think that doing right means doing more. And that isn't always the case unless it's M-O-A-R, right? As it relates to this brevity, and if we take the, the question at face value of how do you maximize your message impact with minimal words, part of that, and I kind of put these in order, was number one, practicing. So you get the confidence there, you get the reps rather, and you start to learn that this is the most important part of this. And as you get the reps and you get the confidence, suddenly it becomes a bit easier to trust yourself to do things a little bit differently. In this case, to do less and be able to handle the outcome. Because you've had all these reps and you're like, you know what, this is the most important part of this, so I can say this. And if it gets misconstrued, I trust myself to handle that. If someone is unhappy, I trust myself to handle that. If someone is uncertain or unsure of what I actually meant, and, and you know, hopefully they take the time to actually ask me what I meant, 
I trust myself to handle that outcome. I think that what happens is people are scared to disappoint their people, which I get, it comes from a good place. But because of that, it's just like, I will do more. And then that way, I won't disappoint them. But as this person is kind of kind of alluding to, part of you may be like, you know what, but maybe I'm not having the impact that I want because it's getting lost. I'm saying too much or people actually aren't listening because I'm saying too much. Well, then it becomes a matter of practicing. So practice saying the thing, get the confidence from that, and then trust yourself or rather then do less and trust yourself to handle that outcome. So if we flip back now to like an actual tactical strategy, right? We said practicing was one tactical strategy. The second part here, and this is kind of like relating to uh, written stuff in particular, but it applies to everything, but it's easiest to explain from a written perspective. This is the process of editing. So when it comes to editing, and let's say that it's something like like an Instagram post, and you're like, how do I cut this thing down? So number one, what I do is when I'm going to write something, I just write it. So writing an email, things like that, and I leave an email to my newsletter, I just write it all out. All too often people try to edit things while they're still in their head. And then they're like, I can't even get the message out at all. Exactly. So you write, just let it all come out. I am looking at my whiteboard right now that I have on my wall. And I actually have something on there that I probably, I haven't even, I have something on there that I just need to get out of my head. And I don't even know if, what I'm going to do with it. It's, like, it's literally taking up the entire whiteboard right now. But I didn't do anything with it. I didn't make a post from it. I didn't... Uh, you know, make an email with it. She's like, I just needed to get out. And that's an important process, an important part of this editing process. So number one is just get it all out. Number two is going to be decide. It's going to be to decide on what is the main point. What are you trying to convey? One idea, right? So we're talking about posts. And so I mean, you know that I want one idea per post. So you've written it all out. You got it all out. You thought about what the main point is. The next step is to go through and cut parts out that you think don't necessarily contribute to what it is that main point, right? Doesn't really contribute to what it is that you're saying. Don't contribute to the main point. And the easiest way to do this is once you've cut that part out, reread it and say, does this change the message at all? Does this change the main point? If it doesn't change the main point, then it means that it's kind of superfluous and you don't need it, okay? So this could be an entire sentence. This could be an entire paragraph. This could be just a word or two. I do it all the time. And so maybe I should take a step back and say, yes, when it comes to things that you're trying to you know, minimize or you know, impart some brevity, you have to edit. I don't just like put a pod, uh, excuse me, I don't just put a Instagram post out. I sit with it and I edit, so I'll write it all out and then I'm like, do I need to say this? Is this as important? And circling back to what I said earlier, the practice part makes this easier and I can get through this much faster. But from the text, tactical portion, it's still the same of get it out, figure out what the main point is, get rid of things that I don't think support the main point, and then read through and say, does this change my argument? Does it change the main point? No? Okay, then they can stay out. Okay? And that's literally it. Rinse and repeat. This ties into that previous step of then trusting yourself because you've taken some of these things out and now you go and publish. Now you go and put that out there and you see, did it land? What questions do I have? And from there, you have more information and then you can tweak that messaging again. 
Okay. From a, another kind of logistical portion here, as it relates to social media, that main point that I talked about, right? So we get it all out, determine what the main point is. You want to lead with that main point. All too often I see people burying that or burying, I don't know how you pronounce that, B-U-R-Y. They're burying it, burying it in like the end of the long-ass caption, right? You get 2,200 characters. That's a lot. You don't need to go into the first comment, okay? Do not take your caption into the first comment. You're good. You get 2,200 characters. But they bury that in like the bottom of it. That main point, that needs to be first. That main point, if you're going to do like a quote card or like, you know, the kind of Twitter post quotes, that's where that goes, it needs to be able to stand on its own and then you use the caption to explain the rest, okay? So, so far in this episode, we've kind of focused on uh, mostly like kind of taking this question at face value. How do you maximize your message impact with minimal words? So this is a question of like how to impart brevity, which we know is hard. I did do a little bit of a like, kind of 30,000 foot view, listening you know, around the edges of like, number one, live it. And that third part was kind of tying into self-confidence there. I wanted to do that again and just kind of pull out uh, one of the words that I see in this. Because I think that, I don't think that's what the person meant, but I think that possibly other people may be feeling this or thinking this. So I want to address it. Uh, and this is that idea of maximizing your message impact. So some people, when they say they want to maximize their impact, what they mean is they want to impact more people. That is different than simply maximizing the impact that your message has. Because an impact is, can be just one person and you can just totally, you could change their life. You can't really maximize that anymore. So you know, you all listen to this, you know that I'm a stickler for, for word choice here. And so if you listening to this are wondering, okay, but how do I actually impact more people? That's what, you know, I mean when I say maximize the impact. That is number one, a different question. But in terms of my answer, number one, you're going to need to utilize some growth strategies, right? Where you're getting in front of more eyes, you're using kind of publicity uh, strategies, um, things that are not so organic, nothing wrong with them, right? But what I want you to focus on is that those, that stuff, the growth strategies, that comes second. You start with the things that I said before, which is living it, practicing it, practicing doing this thing, developing that self-confidence and then doing less and trusting yourself to handle the outcome going through that editing process over and over and over again, right? So that means you have to create. If you're going to edit, you got to create first. You can't edit nothing. So it means you're doing this thing over and over and over again. You're creating things. You're putting things out into the world that other people can then see and hear and feel and latch onto and be impacted by and want to tell other people about. And that ties into that growth, right? So that if you are looking to impact more people, if that, you know, if you're listening to this and that's actually where your brain kind of went or the question that you're wondering, Number one, you're going to be looking into other uh, less organic growth strategies after, number two, you do all the things that I stated before. Okay, and now the last part of this that ties into so much of my messaging is, you know, kind of an iteration of more you. And in this case, I'm just going to say do you. And what I mean by that is... My concern when I'm creating something 
And I borrowed this from Winnie Lingvik, so it's great and fitting that she's the next episode. Uh, my concern is creating things that are useful and usable. But you cannot simply, you know, divorce yourself, your own needs, wants, goals, hopes, dreams, desires from that in order to create that. All right, so there's absolutely something to be said. If you personally like creating longer things, there's absolutely something to be said about doing that because it, it lights you up. And there are folks out there who will find that longer content, that longer thing, whatever it is, to be more useful and more usable. So I wanted to put this part in here because I don't want you to just completely scrap the things that you like or scrap, you know, not even think about what you like and just be like, I hate writing this really short, but I know I have to do it. There's an argument that has to be made about, you know, not asking for a ton of attention right off the gate, right off the gate. Doesn't even make any sense. Not asking for a ton of attention right out of the gate or right off the bat. Attention is earned. And so when we go to create and we're asking people to read our stuff and look at our stuff, there is definitely something to be said about having that exchange be less of an ask, more, you know, more mutually beneficial. And so that is why I will encourage people to try and keep things shorter. But that shouldn't come at the, you know, the cost of complete self-sacrifice. It's definitely a both and situation. Playing devil's advocate to myself, I really truly do believe though that, you know, when, especially when it comes to teaching and teaching is my heart and, you know, all the years I spent doing that with rock tape and refining the messaging and, and learning what was really important and, and needed to be delivered and what, what I felt was most useful and usable. I really do believe that there is so much skill in being able to distill your message down and be able, being able to present it in a multitude of ways, especially if we kind of circle back, if your goal is to impact more people. Because if that's the case, then there's going to be a ton of different learning styles. And so you need to be able to create and you know, share that message in different ways. But it is important that you, what you like and how you like doing things, still remains in there. And it's not just solely about what everyone else wants. Okay, so let's recap it and then I'll end it. Uh, But the question was, how do you maximize your message impact with minimal words? Number one, live it. Live that message, whatever it is. And I think that just inherently, I didn't say this earlier, but I'll say it now, which is really not in good practice, right? We should, if we're summarizing things, you shouldn't be introducing new ideas, but this is my podcast. I'm going to do what I want. So in living it, it gives you some of those reps and you start to know like, what is the thing you want to say the most? What do you think is the most, what do you personally think is the most important part? What is the thing you want to convey? Especially as a good teacher, then you start to connect with your audience and you're like, this thing that I've lived, I know that this is the part that's going to resonate the most with them. And I'll say that because what, what impacts someone can be very subjective. If you're living it, you're feeling it yourself, and then you are connecting with your audience, then you know all right, this is what I should be sharing for this person or highlighting for this person. This is what I should be highlighting for this person, right? Ties back into that useful and usable mantra. Number two, practice, right? Practice saying this thing over and over and over a zillion times. Keep 
saying it, keep talking about it, keep teaching it. Patterns will emerge, trends will emerge, the most important parts of things will emerge. And those are the things that you can just say. You don't have to be, you know, saying the rest of the other 80 million things that, that support it. In doing this and practicing this, you also convince yourself and you start to get some of that self-confidence because you're learning, you get reps, right? You're learning ways that it actually helps and resonates with other people, which does give you some of that external validation, which is nothing wrong with external validation. I'd probably say there's nothing wrong with that. You get these reps, you interact with people, you get these results and you're like, okay, I see this helps. This, this doesn't work as well. This does. That gives you some of that confidence. And then from there, you experiment in doing less and trusting yourself to handle the outcome, taking parts out and saying, I will handle the outcome of this. If people afterwards say that wasn't enough or I'm confused, I will handle that. If people say that was perfect, great, I'll handle that as well. But you see this ties into that whole kind of do the thing um, where we do less and then trust yourself to handle the outcome. Fourth thing is actually more tactical, technical thing, which is just the editing process. Get all of the content out, but write it, do the podcast, whatever it is. It's easier with writing, I believe. Decide what the main point is. You can go either way with that, I will say. You can maybe decide the main point first and then write. Or you write and you then from there, you establish what the main point is. Or it could be kind of, you have a main point in mind, you write, and then you look and you're like, actually, my main point kind of changed. That happens to me. I, when I do some of my posts, and I'm like, actually, this is what I'm trying to say, and I'm going to switch my main point. So that's kind of why I gave you that, that, we, that wiggle room there. So get it out, determine the main point, and then go through and take out parts that you think don't necessarily support that main point or don't necessarily contribute to that main point. They don't add anything to it. And if you take them out and nothing changes, the main point is still there, then you can leave them out. That could be a single word. That could be a paragraph. That could be a sentence. From a social media perspective, I would like for you to lead with that main point. Trust yourself to put that main point front and center. If you're doing a quote card or anything like that, that should be what's in the quote card. Uh, from here in the, in the episode, we went and kind of uh, took a different interpretation of the message. And for those of you that are wondering how to maximize the message impact, meaning how do I impact more people, that was a two-part answer. Number one, that you're, number one is that you're going to have to start utilizing a bit more less organic non-organic, less organic growth strategies, whether it's paid traffic, uh, pitching yourself to go on other people's podcasts, pitching yourself to do guest posts, pitching yourself for um, IGTVs and, and a lot of collaborations where you're looking to get in front of the audience. The other, you're looking to get yourself in front of other people's audience. Okay, so that's a little bit less organic. But that it starts with the things that or rather, you should start with the things that I said before, with those organic strategies, so that you actually know what your message is, so that you're actually refined in your message, so that you're convicted in your messaging. You have the confidence to share your messaging, and you have your confidence to share it over and over and over and over and over again, getting it organically in front of people's eyes, getting them wins, getting them familiar with it. Because that, right, I said before, not in this episode, but I have said before, results are steroids for marketing. 
So when you get that message out there, when you've practiced and you keep talking about this thing and you keep you know, working on explaining to your patients, working on better ways and refining how you explain things, just explain things to your patients, when you get them the results, they will tell other people and you will grow that way. Right? You'll have the confidence in your messaging, you'll understand your messaging, you'll know your messaging, and then it becomes a lot easier to use those and a lot smarter um, in using those, those less organic or non-organic growth strategies. All right. And then the last part here was, do you? Yes, I am concerned with creating, what, creating and doing that which is useful and usable. But that should not come at the expense of you. Right? What you want matters. How you like doing things absolutely matters. Yes, like I said earlier, if we're asking for attention, then in my opinion, it's, it's nice to not ask for a ton to start off with, to give a bit more or give a lot more than we are asking. But in terms of creating things that are useful and usable, there are plenty of people out there who find longer content to be useful and usable. So if that's what really resonates with you and that's how you like doing things, make sure that that still is in there. Okay. All right. I do believe that is it. I liked this episode. I had fun with this episode. Uh, you listening out there, I won't say your names again. I don't know. I should have asked you. I totally forgot uh, if you want to be anonymous or whatever. But thank you for sending in this question. Uh, it just gives me things to, one, it gives, helps me know where you folks are at. Two, like I'm, I love making content, content that is useful and usable to you. So when you tell me this would be useful, if you could, you know, do an episode, do something about this. Heck yeah, I would love to do that. So if you're listening to this, have an episode that you want to hear something about, have a question that you want answered, shoot me a DM, right? the movement maestro, shoot me a text, 310-737-2345. As always, I am endlessly appreciative for every single one of you, whether you message me or not. The fact that you take the time to listen and you share things and you write reviews, it's, just, it's, it's, it's freaking awesome. And I, I'm truly, truly, truly grateful. All right. I think, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, friends, maestro 